this is like a big day for you and your ilk, isn't it? What, is that? <laughs> what kind of shit does that mean? What? What kind of <laughs> shit does that mean? What? What are you talking about, bud? Uh, I guess. All right. Really, it's yeah. I guess. Four twenty. Four twenty. Everybody, smoke. I had a, if You got them. I had a uh, um, a player who like used it willy nilly as yeah. a conversation piece or something like that in the locker room, and so I made him write a paper on it, like the origins of the phrase four twenty, and yeah. also what it does to a teenager's brain. Mm-hmm. And he did that. And what'd you come back with? That gives him superpowers? No, he he just fulfilled that. That uh, it's not really a punishment. Just kind of like, hey, if you're gonna you know use this stuff and like joke about it, I want to make sure you know exactly what you're talking about and why. Okay, and so what, so what did you learn? I didn't learn anything. I don't. I didn't care. I didn't read what he wrote. What it just dick. made him write it. What a dick. So that kid spent all that time. You didn't even read it? No. I mean, I glanced. I gleaned over the information. I just appreciated his effort. You gleaned and glanced? Yeah. Hmm. Seems to me, Dave, you probably would have wanted to read it a little bit. Kind of learn. Yeah. I mean, I I looked at it. What if you would have just wrote my my, uh, cross instructor is a total douchebag. He doesn't know shit about Shinola. I know he's not literate enough to read this, so I'm just going to write whatever I want. What's a lacrosse instructor? Coach. I don't think that's the same. Who uses the word instructor? It's a ski instructor. The, the seals? Ski- yeah, that, that's not a sport. Skiing? Yeah. It's like a thing you do. No, it's not. Too. It's, a, right. it's a very serious sport. Yeah, you're very serious. <laughs> so what are you so cranky about? Let's do a little update, Dave. Obviously, some shit's not going right in your household. So what you you're mean? very cranky on Monday morning. Listen, my name is Dave. I have a feline family. And my name is Joe, still with human family. Why do you keep changing it? Is it actual? Is it real? Is it human? Now you have to get even more imperative because a real family can consist of so many things today. But it definitely doesn't consist of cats. A gigantic hairball got chucked up today. So I was having a a meal. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in the middle of a meal watching American pickers. And I hear a... From somewhere else in the house. And so I <laughs> put the worst down my spoon the and I run and I find Birdie like near on a carpet. And I'm like, no. And I pick her up and I take her to the laundry room and I put her down on a floor that's moppable and boom. Yeah, a little tile action. Yeah. She like tosses up an anaconda because i had just given her i had just given her um oh speaking of 420 i had just given her catnip so you get your cats high yeah oh yeah oh they're great here's my thing with so what what i've noticed is that this is why cats are assholes 
um, is that they will always go for the rug. You can show them a million times, like, no, 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 on the tile or on the hardwood, something where I can, it's easy cleanup. They will always go for the rug, and they will, as you rush around looking for them, wherever you hear that noise coming from, as soon as you find them, they look you dead in your eyes, deep into your soul, as they puke all over your carpet. Yeah. I got another question, though, too, on the cat puke situation, Dave. Okay. You think that they could maybe dye the shitty cat food a different color than fire engine red? Right? Like, maybe make it a beige so that... Because if you if you notice, cat puke is, like, terracotta orange. What are you feeding your cats? They get fed... It's called... Uh, dad's dad's cat food supposedly good cat food that's you know doesn't have a bunch of crap in it your dad makes your cat food and yet the puke comes out like this terracotta pot color that on a beige rug is impossible to get out there it's impossible all right well that's why i take my cats to the laundry room Right, but that little run as you're carrying your cat and it's convulsing in your hands, retching as you run it through the house. Yeah. You think that the cat would be smart enough because that can't feel good for the cat. That can't be an enjoyable experience for them. So you would think they'd learn after one or two times like, hey, that part of this sucks. So maybe if I just went straight to the laundry room, he wouldn't be grasping me around my convulsing belly and running me to a safer place. Let me ask, have your human children, how many times did they pee on you while you were changing them? Or how many times did they puke, but only puke directly onto the little bib they had? How many times did that happen? Almost always. They, very. Oh, come on, dude. Very yeah, dude. rarely. I'm, you got to get out of your Pollyanna stuff, bro. There's what no chance. About? You can't be batting a thousand, bro. It's There's not no a thousand. way. I'm not batting a thousand, but 850. For sure, you gotta, 50. You got to sell your kids out at some point in time, dude. I'm, not, I'm telling you right now. I can't wait for the first time you bail one of them out of jail. You'd be like, you're the best criminal ever. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I am hard on my kids. I, I have to make up shit to be hard on them about. <laughs> yeah, and they peed on you when they were babies. I don't. Maybe one time. Maybe one time. I really don't remember a whole lot of like urination. I changed plenty of diapers. It's not because I was like, oh, that's a wife's work. I changed plenty of diapers, plenty of really nasty accidents and stuff. We're going to have to get like a percentage of what that means, what plenty is. I'm going to say like 20%. Oh, no. Way more than that. Me? How many diapers I changed? At least 50%. All right. At least. Me and my wife are a team, dude. We're a team. Yeah. I get it. Me and my wife, we walked this morning. You did? Yeah. We got up early before anybody else, even the sun, just us and the birds. Yeah. That sounds that sounds nice, Dave. It was. It was crisp. A stroll. Why, why are you so cranky then? I'm not. I'm not cranky. You I'll keep you. putting the crank on me. Oh no, your crank is shit. You're fully cranked. No. So I'll tell you what made me mad this morning, because I also got up super early this morning, too, to the sound of a gigantic truck 
backing all the way up my road into my cul-de-sac to then load a gigantic dump truck onto this carrying bed. And it's like 420 in the morning. I'm sorry, not 420. Well, it was 420 on 420 2020? No, no. It was 520. It was 520 on 420. So I'm like, all right, dude. There's a noise ordinance. I'm not gonna be a dick. So I got I put on my pants and a in a you know light jacket and a hat and went outside and waited for him to move this gigantic dump truck beeping the whole way. Beep, 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 520 in the morning, beeping as it backs up. And then as it's going forward, its engine is so large that it's rattling the windows in my house. And so he gets it up on the bed and he comes out and I'm like, hey, buddy, it's 530 in the morning. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I wake you up? I'm like, yeah, you woke me up. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I was like, you know, there's a noise ordinance, right? You're not able to move any of this stuff at seven o'clock in the morning. What is what's the ordinance number? Uh, I just looked it up, but there it is. It's seven o'clock in the morning. You can't be doing any construction work before 7 a.m. on weekdays, 7 a.m. on weekdays, 8 a.m. on Saturday and not before 10 a.m. on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. You're that guy. What do you mean I'm that guy? Bro, you're literally that guy. I guess you're describing yourself as that guy, as that guy. That's how that guy you are. You're so that guy. You're in the middle of that guy describing yourself as that guy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not following you. Yeah, I'm not following you. But so I do. I say nothing. I say nothing and just continue to let him to show up and think it's all right to show up at five ten in the morning to back a gigantic truck. You know, I, it was quarter of a mile, dude. He backed the truck up because he can't turn it around in the cul-de-sac, so he backed it up from the beginning of my street, which is like a quarter of a mile away. When you looked around, did you notice any other lights on in any of the other neighbors' houses? Oh, yeah. Yep. And were yeah, they all I, on I their porch I applauding went, I you? Had neighbors, I had neighbors come over and say, I saw you out there talking to that guy. What did you say? And I said, it's ridiculous that you are backing a truck up the length of our road at 520 in the morning. And they were like, thank you so much. I was going to do something. but And I was like, yep, that's all right. I got it. And he was fine with it. He was like, I'm so sorry, man. I apologize. And it was one of those situations. He came up with some bullshit. Like, I think they relaxed those rules because of the pandemic. I was like, no, they didn't. Dude. They did not relax those rules. He just needed to get it somewhere. He Well, he wanted to get it done. And somebody told him, just go do it and ask for rights. The same thing. And I don't blame him. Ask for forgiveness. Get your job done and get out of there. And then it's, you know, what's going to happen? You're, you're going to move on with your life and everybody will go back to normal. But. You know, it is what it is. But that was that was a rough awakening at 510. I know that's when you normally get up, but that's not when I normally get up. I have a full another hour before I normally get up. And I like that hour. How do you know you like that hour? You're not even in it. You're subconsciously not there. David, you you are you are there. You still exist. You still exist when you're sleeping. You understand. How do you know? How do you know? One hundred percent no. No. Because other people have seen me sleeping. It's not like I fall asleep and disappear, Dave. Is that what you think happens? Your kids just sit there and watch you? No, my wife has seen me on occasion sleeping. I've seen my wife on occasion sleeping. She doesn't disappear. Maybe. 
And that last hour, that's where all your dreams happen. That last 30 minutes. It's the best Why do you part. wait? Why would you wait? Because that's the big ending? That's the crescendo? It's just the way it works, dude. You don't have a control of it. Your I dream up top. In the last I dream up top. Of your, of your REM cycle. Yeah. I go right to REM and then bring it down. No, you don't. Yeah. No, proven. Proved by who? Tina watches me. She does? Yeah. Well, speaking of Tina, how's the front lines at the grocery store? She's good, man. Yeah? Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Much better just, I mean, it's the same kookiness and stuff like that, but it's just. Uh, People still being kooky, huh? Yeah, they're doing what they're doing. But Is she seeing a lot of, because I'm noticing this too, just people in pure defiance of any of the stay safe rules, like they're not wearing masks or gloves. They don't, I literally, I think I probably said this last time, but I literally saw a dude in Costco the last time I was there. No gloves, no mask, sticking his, touching all the stuff on the shelves. And yeah. then, like, wiping his mouth, putting his finger in his nose and stuff. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Did you ask him? Because it sounds like no. you would be that guy to ask him. Like, no. when there's somebody doing something against the city ordinance and you go up to him, like, this is even bigger than that. You need to go up and let that guy know. Because he may not be aware. That's the thing. Is that really may not be aware. all of these commercials that come out about, hey, do this, do that. Really, we just need to kind of like have a reminder of our habits because people just touch their face just like a normal thing. And for you to oh, be that guy, that. you can tell them, hey, guess what? You just no. picked your nose at Costco. No, dude, this is people just feeling they, they want to enforce their will because they feel they've lost some sense of ability to control their life with people mandating that they have to stay at home or wear yeah. a mask. It's like, you know what, man? Like, we all want this to be over. You not following the rules is prolonging it. You're making it longer. Yeah. I had a buddy who's a lawyer. He said that uh, his rights are being inhibited. And I reminded him, hey, man, you're being inconvenienced. That's about right. as deep as you get right now. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a minor inconvenience. And, you know, I somebody, I don't know where I saw it, but somebody was trying to equate, you know, nobody takes into account that 100,000 people a year die in traffic accidents. And I'm like, yeah, I, I understand that people die all the time. But when you get in a car accident, it doesn't infect two other people. You know, it was nice. I drove over to my, uh, speaking of like mass and stuff, I drove over to my aunt's because she has an embroidery machine. Yeah. And so she's embroidering my masks that is I made. Is she the one that made you the cool camo mask? No, I, I made the mask. She put the logo on it. Oh, I wanted to ask, what was that a logo of? Was that a dick and balls? That's that's my that's my that's my renamed logo. Your renamed logo is a dick and balls? I don't know. I don't know why you would say that, but now we we just watched the spy who dumped me this week weekend. And that has a couple of shots, gratuitous ball shots, which they testicle shots bring you back at you. Yeah, those are now fair game. We're finally T getting testicle? back for all of the boobs from the 80s. We're getting balls <laughs> from the 20s now. Hanging brain is just, you know, That's gratuitous yes. TNA. Yeah. Or, Realize or most of these masses, really, you just take, you could just take a bra and cut it in half, and then you got it. You got your mask. Yeah, Anyways, I've been 
I can't tell if they're jokes or not. Speaking of, we have that, you know, we talk about all the time, things that we're not sure if they're real or not. Yeah. But I keep seeing these videos of ladies putting, uh, like, Tampex pads over their face, right? Because they have, they have uh, adhesive on them, and they're pulling the adhesive off and putting that over their face. Nope. And I'm like, this is a joke, right? This is a gag. No. No one needs groceries that badly. I would rather starve to death. You could literally survive for three weeks without doing that. You could. Yeah. Straight up. So I'm driving. And then I notice, like in the car, some people are driving and they have masks on. Some people are driving I noticed with the that shit too. Face, and then some yeah. people are driving with the mask just kind of hanging right from their ears. I'm like, you're in the car. You can take the mask off. No, see, they're building a nice, strong future habit. Where that's going to be part of their every day, and they are no longer going to be giving nor receiving the germ warfare of the coming decades. All right, explain, Dave. Go into you got to go into a little bit on that. What do you mean? They're just driving around. They're already. They're like, oh yeah, I got my mask, so it's cool. It's like wearing your seatbelt now. Some people are just in it. They're just but, they're but- just cool. But it, but it doesn't prevent you from getting the disease. It prevents you from spreading the disease. Hey. A seatbelt prevents you from flying through the windfield. The, the correlation is not accurate. It doesn't prevent you from getting in an accident. So no, but it prevents, it, you really from fly, it prevents you from dying in an accident. Yeah, but it doesn't prevent you from the accident. So seatbelts don't work. That's what you're saying. No. What I'm saying is, right, because people brought up that whole thing, right? They brought, I told you, they brought up the idea of, well, Nobody reports that 100,000 people a year die in traffic accidents. It's like, yes, but before there were seatbelts, more people died in traffic accidents. So they implemented smart rules to try and lower that number. And that lower number is down to 100,000. If they if there's a rule now, will you be when you go out from now on, will you wear a face mask? Are you asking me personally? Yeah. Are you going to make it part of your fashion sense? I mean, I'm going to wear it as long as I feel it's necessary to keep my neighbors and, you know, the rest of society safe. Once they come up with some, you know, once the numbers have either dwindled enough or we have a vaccine or we have some way to test for antibodies and we can get enough people tested that we're like, hey, you know what? Enough of people have the antibodies. We're probably all right. No, I'm not going to continue wearing the mask. But for right now, to try and limit how long we have to go through this up and down cycle, which we're going to go through an up and down cycle of open and close. I'm willing to wear the mask. I'm willing to pitch in. It's, it's a fairly light ask of society for me to follow to try and cut this down. All right. You don't agree? No, no. I, what do you mean? I don't agree. I make masks, bro. That's what I do. I'm I make- doing that. I make masks too. Where are you getting your cloth though? Because I can't find any cloth anymore. What do you mean? I have old items that I'm repurposing. Yeah, we're doing that too. That's how we got our masks is we took an old bed sheet that was torn up and we've been making that into masks. But you can't get any more elastic. Thread is on the, you know, thread is hard to come by. Stuff like that. The essentials for making the stuff, right? Like you can't go to Joanne's Fabrics. They're out of everything. Right? I already have all of that. Yeah. I'm prepared for a sewing catastrophe. 
You're going to save the world with your sewing machine? Yeah. My grandmother's sewing yeah. machine, matter of factly. You know, how I, I'm learning that I have some new skills through all of this, which is nice. Oh, really? Dude, I'm not half bad of a baker. I always left the baking to my wife, but I we were short of rolls, and I was making a dish that needed, you know, hamburger rolls. Made my own hamburger rolls the other day. Whew, they came out fantastic. Right. Isn't Fantas- it just like bread, but then just smaller balls? You literally just made smaller balls. That's it's what a, you... It's a different recipe. They're actually not smaller. They're quite large. You're actually making discs, not balls. Dip. Yeah. But depending on how large you want your bun to be, that's equivalent to the size you make the disc. Was it delicious? Delicious, bro. Did you use a starter or yeast? Yeast. Yeah. yeah I'm going to have Tina grab me some yeast. Good luck with that, dude. There is no yeast around. That's why I'm making a starter. And if you do find some yeast, grab some for me and ship it my way, dude. Huh. I bought this Long. big thing of yeast at Costco like weeks, a couple weeks before any of the real, you know, lockdown started to happen. And Marcy kind of laughed at me. She was like, what are we going to do with all this yeast? I was like, just wait. And now you can't find you. She's like, thank God you got all that yeast. I'm like, no shit. I take care of you, baby. You're going to send me some yeast. I could send you a little bit. I could spare a square. Yeah, right. I could spare a square. I already spared some for my sister. She wanted to make some bread and had no yeast and couldn't find it. And so I delivered some to her and she immediately wasted it, making a terrible loaf of bread. She texted me what she did. I was like, so you basically wasted all that yeast I gave you. And she was like, like, ah, man, I'll trade you yeast for a really dope redaved mask. What if I traded you some yeast for that cool ass GT bicycle you have? No chance. Come on. Dude, it puts a smile on my face every time I walk in the office. That's what's crazy about it. <laughs> oh, who was I talking? So I talked to somebody. You're still in the market for some pink handle grips, right? Oh, yeah. I think I might have found them for you. Oh, yeah. Sweet. From so the was, era. <clears throat> it's for, from the exact GT bike you have. Yeah. Um, and I was talking with a client the other day. And he, I told him your story about how you had, because he, he was, we were talking about BMX biking or whatever. And I got brought, told your story about how you found this bike. And it's always a bike that you've coveted. And that, you know, as a teenager growing up in that era, we all coveted that same bike. And he was like, oh, dude, I love that bike. And he was like, I had that bike as a teenager. And he was like, and I never really rode it because I wasn't that big into BMX. He was like, and I ended up giving it to a friend. And I was like, dude, you're nuts. You can get a lot of money for that bike. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I don't think my friend rides it. I wonder if I could get it back. And I said, if you get it back, I was like, was it the one with the pink grips? He was like, yep, pink grips, the whole deal, pink rims. I was like, would you consider selling the grips? No, the whole bike. But yeah. You want the whole bike? I'll tell him you want the whole bike. But I think he wants the bike back now. Now I think he's like, ooh. But he didn't care about the pink grips. He's like, yeah, I might be into that. So I think they tracked you down some grips. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, hook it up. So what are you eating? Handsomely. What are you, how are you eating in the COVID days? Have you broken down? Have you started eating meat yet, like a human being? So we cooked a steak yesterday. See? I knew it would happen. I had 
a very small sliver of it, Tina was like like a like a rabid bear. She just wanted <laughs> nothing but red meat. Like ah, she just she tore at it. She just picked it up yeah. and just like ate it like a no bun sandwich. Yeah, when like after vampire. Yeah, yeah, it was delicious. We had she corn. It was nice outside. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was nice out yesterday here too. So, but mostly though, uh, no man. Salad. Um, How'd I you- just listened to a really good podcast. Matter of factly, from a um a the Nike training podcast about um, food is medicine. So it just kind of reinforced all of the, the vegan and the vegetable and, you know, eat by color kind of. Yeah. You know, I, stuff. I try nice. to do that, but I, and I try to limit the amount of meat that I'm eating, but I definitely am eating. There's definitely a little bit of meat in, in most things that I'm eating. Right. Most things, right? Like we did steak last night too. And I did flap steak with a Korean barbecue sauce, which was incredible, dude incredible but over a big bed of jasmine rice and you know big side of steamed broccoli or actually it was sauteed broccoli but you know you try to work in some of the green some of the white a little bit of starch a little bit of carbs and some protein all right i colored my wife's hair you did yeah hey who do you trust in your house to give you a haircut I mean, you don't well, have a lot of hair. Like, but like, let's say that you actually hair. had hair to cut. Like, who would yeah. you trust? In my immediate family? Yeah, because you can't go anywhere else. You're already approaching strangers at five o'clock in the morning, breaking personal distance to display ordinances of the city. So you're already interrupting that flow. Who in your house, no, if you can't get a haircut, would you have cut your hair? I was at least 12 feet away. Just for safety's sake. Even better. So now you're in the street yelling at somebody. I was so not yelling. Really there was no yelling. There was no yelling, Dave. It was a very calm conversation. He said, he was like, I understand, dude. I get it. Who who would you have cut your hair? Yes, in your house. If I had to, if I if I needed a haircut, I, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't cut my hair. I'd just let it go. What's the big deal? Who gives a shit? That's not an answer. Okay. So if I had to pick someone... I mean, there's only really one person that could do it. My wife. That's it. Really? Your your children aren't agile enough? I'm not letting my kids cut my hair. No. If I if I, I would let them cut my hair as it is now. You have mirror twins. Numbers. They could stand on either side and get it done in half the time. I I'm I I would I wouldn't trust my wife, but I would let her do it, I guess, if I had to have my hair cut for something. But what? why why your wife is coloring her hair? She doesn't seem old enough to color her hair. Or did she just want let's a different not, color? Let's not discuss the reasons why, okay? Well, why not? It's just I a think simple I fact. A nerve. I think this is exactly where we should go. That you can't get your hair colored out at the places now. So then <clears throat> you order it and Was then your husbands get, color it. Did she have roots showing through? I don't know. I didn't look. You did it with your eyes closed? See, that's yep, why I, I just let my wife do it. In fact, I wanted to follow the directions and then she had already come up with like how the directions go based on how she used to do it. And so it just yeah. kind of threw off my whole process. So I didn't feel like I did my best job. But so I'm you were pretty unsatisfied sure, with Yeah. Uh, not unsatisfied. How... She, as she was happy with it. 
That's number one. It can definitely okay. be better, but it's possible. Number one, the savings alone are like ridiculous. So I really, really need to learn the craft and technique of it. And then on top of that, I would probably just start charging to do that for like friends and family or just random passersby. I would put a sign out maybe on next door that says, Hey, now that COVID's over, if you want your hair colored, come on over and we'll do it in the garage. And what are you going to charge for that service, Dave? If they're going to, they they are responsible for bringing whatever color over. I would do it for 50 bucks. But it doesn't seem like it's that hard a job. I don't think 50 bucks. Then why are people paying in excess of $50? Dave, we've had this conversation a lot. People are stupid. Well, it just seems... People are stupid. A little much. I don't... I personally don't understand why women color their hair to begin with. But what's weird... I don't think you... Like, this isn't also something that you can do by yourself. That's the weird thing. What are you talking about? Now, the back of your head is a whole different realm of putting stuff on it yeah it's not like you just like wash it in you know what i'm you just paint it on there you paint it on there you let it sit and burn your scalp for a while and then you wash it out no that's not you're not becoming slim shady there's no one bleaching anything this is just hair color that's the thing too is like it's very weird like with women like you can Maybe you can be like, oh, yeah, all right, there's some hair color there. Maybe, right, if you see it and it's different. I mean, unless it like, looks like bubble gum where it's blue and pink. But guys, if there is any color in a guy's hair, you're like, oh, bro, what did you do? What just happened here? That's not you. It's creepy. I don't understand. So you're saying it's, it's not good for men to color their hair? No, it's not. It's not. Not at all. Same. But then what's There's no comb overs? There's no color it. Just simply go with it. Just, just be take, you. Take it as it comes. Yeah. So what Women do you think about the, the guys? Who... Like, don't get me wrong. I think my wife, salt and pepper, whatever's gonna come of it, like that should just go down. I'm all about yeah. it. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. But there's plenty of people that are vain that do the just for men, right? That's plenty of stuff. Shit, people color their beard. People color their nut hair. Like how many people see your ball here? Not many. Well, that's just for you, though. That's just doing something nice for yourself. So the why? So when you're, you know, looking down there, you don't feel like you're looking at an old man's crotch. I keep it Afro-Daviac, so I don't really know. You don't, you don't bushwhack it back at all. Nope. Just well, yeah. You got to get up just to a nice Afro. What What does that mean? You have curly, curly pubic hair. Yeah, depending on like uh, what. Uh, what holiday is coming up. Sometimes it's a Christmas tree, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's an Easter egg, you know? Sometimes it's just a regular oak tree for Arbor Day, right? Arbor Day? Yeah. That's a good one. People forget about Arbor Day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? I, uh, I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm with you on that, Dave. But, so speaking of uh, that air, like, uh, a buddy of mine went through a drive-through confession this past weekend. Shut up! That's not true, Dave. Yeah, Lined listen, up. I'm here. I'm here for our audience to keep you in check with some of your crazy bullshit, bro. Lined up drive-through confession, like 
cars lined up to do it. And I'm like, who, what, what are you doing in your house that you got to line up for a confession? Like what's happening? What are you, how are you possibly sinning? Cause on the flip of the spectrum, I got a buddy who's a criminal lawyer. He's complaining cause he's not getting any calls. And yeah, the other was there's no crime happening. That's what crime's you just down. said. Crime's down. This is, but the, the drive-through confession, like sins can be forgiven, yeah. but what are you doing in your house? I'm not sure what's going on in those households, but I don't know if I want to know. It's got to be seriously bad. This is true. You know, drive, drive through confessional. Right. You got to feel so bad that you're like, oh man, I need to get in my car and go tell somebody and, right and now. Wait, and wait in line? Come on. Right. Why don't you just be like everybody else and tweet it? <laughs> right. You could do that. Anyways, I never understood the confession anyway, right? Really? Like, I remember growing up as a kid, you'd go into the booth, you'd say, Father, I've sinned. It's been so many years since I've been in here. Nine yeah. years when I was a kid, we did it all the time. But, and you'd go through, like, you know, I did this, I did that. And he'd be like, Yeah, here's 10 Hail Marys, right? He, real flippantly, too. Like, yeah, that's nothing, right? Like, almost like he was pissed off that I didn't have something better for him. Yeah. So, well, he's got to sit there all day and just hear all the, like, the useless garbage. You got to give him right. something to chew on. He, Waiting for that one that it's like, oh, yeah, dig into that one. Let's hear it. Right. That's got to be like every therapist in the world. Like, really? That's your problem? You wash your hands too much? What's happening? Yeah. Come on. Well, priests are people too, Dave, you know? Yeah, I get it. The The confession, that's it's a very like uh, uh, imperative to get that stuff that's just kind of on your chest or troubling you. And you, you actually voice it, you give it, you know, it's power gets taken away when you put it out, especially with someone that you trust number one out loud. So you're not thinking about it. So you see yeah. it from a different perspective, you know, uh-huh. being able to give, but they it don't give you advice. It's servant. not like, it's not like he gives you advice. They can. They, they, I never, ever had had a priest say, Hey, here's how you should handle that shit. They just go, all right, go say some prayers and on your way. Well, you knew it enough because you can ask for that kind of help in there. But that's also leads you to like being able to to have folks in your life, like a mentor or teacher that will also kind of guide you in that in that. Well, piece. This, is, this is what I use you for, Dave. Yeah, I'm a spiritual advisor to you. This I is, understand. That. This is my confessional booth. Right. But really, you know, you're not really giving me anything to chew on. Well, but I did. I kind of gave you, you know, the thing from this morning. You kind of, you kind of made fun of me about it. I don't. Know I realize now, just in talking to you right to now, like this is how I don't think that's what a spiritual advisor is supposed to do, Dave. What? Heckle his advisees. Well, I don't. I'm not heckling. But here's why. What I was thinking while you were talking about being uh, confessing your sins to me, I was like, oh man, what if I made a face mask that just had a little flap? for a straw that'd be kind of dope for so that you can do what that's how that's how not not sins you are right now that's how unsinnable you are i have no sins dave i mean you would have to believe that doing that shit is wrong right so basically you you just have no character integrity (laughs) 
And this is what I'm. This is the heckling I'm talking yeah, about. You, you just have no moral compass, and you're you're instilling that into your children. <laughs> Such an asshole. Such an asshole. Oh, so think of looks at this. This was a cool thing. I took my son driving the other, yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday. The one that you let drive in the in the in the driveway. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did talk about that. So I did. So I took him out, though. Like, we went out. He did real good. He did a real good job. Huh? Why wouldn't he? Well, I don't know. I don't know. He was, he took the wheel. He was very cautious. He's got a little trouble feigning into the right side a little much. I was like, Joe, you can hit mailbox. He's got to kind of stay in the middle. And he did. He did a good job. We drove all over the place. He did all right. And my wife was like, why, why are you doing that? And I was like, listen, if shit really gets bad and both of us come down and need medical attention, I don't want to be his first time behind the wheel then. Right? Like, let's give him a You're literally putting a lot of pressure on this kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pressure's good for you. No pressure, no diamonds, Dave. All right. No pressure, no diamonds. Something. Yeah. So, but it was fun. He was... So he was nervous about it, but at the end of it, I think he felt pretty cool that his dad took him out driving. When, like when in the really streets or in like a parking lot? No, oh, in the in a in one of the back neighborhoods around my house. So not even your neighborhood. No, because I didn't. Yeah, we did. My neighbor, my road's not long enough, and then my road connects to a fairly busy road, so I had to take him kind of in the back neighborhoods where there's less traffic. Where there's just children playing, enjoying no traffic in the streets, and you take a child to just drive violently through there. Which wasn't violent. We went over all that. I was like, listen, you got to be paying attention to your surroundings, right? Like, if you notice five driveways up, there's kids playing basketball in that driveway. You've got to know as you approach, maybe decelerate a little bit just as a precaution in case the ball comes out in the road and the kid fouls, right? You got to be prepared for something to happen and be ready to react to it. Hmm. He got that. He understood. Nice. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I thought that I thought that made me a pretty cool dad, Dave. So you let this kid drive your car, but you wouldn't let him cut your hair? Yeah. No, I would definitely would not let him cut my hair. Were you guys wearing masks in the car? Nope. That's a negative. Did you have masks with you just in case something went down and you had to change a tire or you had to approach one of the other citizens in the good neighborhood with your bad son and ask them for help? Did you have a mask available? Nope. Didn't. But I've got a loud voice. I can shout from far away. I'm just saying it's a new it's a new dawn and a new day and you have to be even more responsible. As your spiritual advisor, I'm putting that out. So you're saying, so you're saying, I have to carry a mask with me 24 seven. Should be in the glove box. Done. Come on, Dave. we're good. Why not? So the the mask is the new flashlight. Yeah. You're probably not going to use the flashlight a whole lot, but you have one in your tr- your glove compartment just in case. Right. Exactly. Oh, hold on. Listen to this. Oh, oh, Bertie, <laughs> you you just. The cat just closed the door on herself, and she's trying to get out. Uh, she bumped up against she it, and she can't get out. Paw, paw, paw on the door? Yeah, to get out. Go. I don't know why you're bothering me. 
So you're eating more garlic these days, Dave? I heard that's you should be Dude, eating garlic, garlic is so great. Number one, it's very good for you, but you it have is no idea. Like, because in personal training, like, I love garlic. I love the olive scucha. Olive scucha. Big green olives and celery and chunks of garlic that just sit in olive oil and you leave it out for like days to just soak up all of that. Oh. And you can't do that Wait, when you're speaking you're, you're close putting, to people. You're putting garlic in oil? What? Yeah. And then just eating raw garlic? Olive oil, olives chopped, celery chopped. Uh, I forget what else goes in, in there. It's so in good. In oil. In oil. Yeah, yeah, like a little bit of olive oil. I Listen, I love olive oil and I love garlic. Yeah. Raw garlic's a tough one. Raw garlic's tough to just chew on a clove. So good, so good. It's not bad, but it's it's a that's a real pungent taste. Yeah, I like to saute mine up a little bit. But even more so, like roasted garlic. Woo! I could eat that. I could spread that on toast. Right, right. But the point is, like with this social distancing, now it's okay to consume more garlic because people are not negatively impacted by your garlicness. Well, but it'll also have a keep people away. Right, it'll keep people at a safe distance. Sure, it's a good idea. See, I, I improved your idea. Okay, but that that's just a a benefit. But the benefit, really, of the social distancing is that you can eat more garlic and thus be healthier, and not impact people. Do you and like- if you wear a mask and you have it everywhere, even if you have a lot of garlic and you wear the mask also helpful see we're gonna have a lot of people with halitosis what's gonna happen now is with all the face masks people are gonna be doing less teeth cleaning and have worse breath but we're not gonna know because it's gonna be kept inside the mask Mm, but but then you'll know that i I think that would lead to more teeth cleaning because you're like holy shit my mouth tastes like an asshole no that's it that's the nice thing about it is that people will think that but then they'll go oh hold on i have a mask on no one else knows it i don't really have to do anything about it because i don't what really you... care about myself <laughs> you're making a lot of assumptions there dude yeah but they're, they're mostly true <laughs> maybe for you i'm almost i'm almost certainly that's dead on i could I'm, get in line I'm... for confession but i'm almost positive <laughs> i'm uh i'm a pretty i i care about my mouth too much to let that shit go on sorry well, it's something you do you eat a lot more ginger now i notice i'm eating a lot more ginger we have uh we have the ginger root in there yeah. um and i may actually do up a little uh a little ginger root and a little lemon juice yeah um and put that in a little thing to then like add to like water and stuff and smoothies and stuff. So, so very similar. You did something to right. Like this COVID stuff is bringing back some of the old ways. Right. So I bought a bunch of ginger root and I'm finding the best ways to store it. And they're like the best ways to store it for long periods of time. So that you always have ginger roots, peel the ginger root, cut it into chunks and then freeze it. And that usually will keep it good for up to six months. Yeah. So I did that. I took a big piece of root. I peeled it all out and cut it up, put it in the freezer. But then I had this big mound of just peels, right? The, the ginger root peels. And I was like, well, shit, I don't necessarily want to throw that away. So I took that, I steeped that down in some water 
create myself a little ginger tea. And then I add that ginger tea to my green tea. It's delicious. And good for you. Nice. Very, very good for you. But that, you know, the this type of living where you're like, shit, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get out, get out to the store again, is at least for me, forcing me to find ways to get everything I can get out of everything that I bought, right? Trying to minimize the waste. Right. And that's an old, that's an old world way of thinking that was lost probably with our grandparents who had to live through the Great Depression. Sure. Using every little piece of the excitement. It's just silver linings. I'm trying to look for silver linings. That's one of them. Right. That's not refuse. We can find something to do with it. Much like I'm finding old clothes that I don't use to then create new things. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, Dave. But how many masks does one man need? Right? Do you have like a mask for every occasion now? Is that the way you're going to be? Like you got sneakers for every outfit you wear. Now you got a mask for every outfit you wear. Yeah. I'm going to create a mask for every pair of sneakers I have. Maybe it would be better if you took some of those masks you made and delivered them to some of the people on the front lines that need them. Yeah, that's also a possibility. But you're not going to do that. I I haven't been directly told of who needs them where. So I'm well, doing them for folks that I know that need them right now. Takes a little takes a little uh, effort on your part to kind of find that stuff out. Right. I'm, I, sure I'm not a good them. enough sewer to make them all mass. So I'm literally just creating uh, ones for like my friends, like coaches that I know where I have their old um, jerseys or I have their old shorts and stuff. Like I've made masks for them that are specific to their their coaching school. You're letting people put masks on that have your old ball sweat all over them? You know, these are from the from the leg part. They're not from the groin area. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I suppose that's positive. Yeah. So uh yeah, I are you when what is that what are they saying in Michigan? You guys getting back to opening up after these protests? Yeah, I know. I saw the protests. I don't I don't really the best like response that I saw to these protests were like, hey, look at all these women fighting for pro-choice now. That's weird. Like that was the <laughs> right. funniest thing uh, right. ever. The rest of them, they, they're a militia and they brought their guns because apparently they're such sharpshooters. They can shoot COVID right out of the sky. Can you shoot, can you shoot the virus? Yeah, I wasn't I'm, sure about I'm that. almost positive with proper Michigan militia training. You can, in fact identify and shoot down airborne COVID. And that's what we're doing here in Michigan. But you have to have one of those big guns, right? That you drive in your big truck. Any size. It's really not the size of the gun. It's the, it's the operator. How you shoot it. Yeah. How you shoot it. Yeah. You know, and I, and I really got to say your governor is doing, I think a fabulous job. Yeah. She's a baller. And, and she's taken a lot of goddamn heat and she should be pissed. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't know about piss. She's like, she's just doing the right thing. Like there's nothing to be mad about because a bunch of folks. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, they're, dude. There's something to be mad about when you're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. There's something to be mad about when you're trying to do the right thing and people show up with, uh, you know, machine guns on your doorstep. Right. Yeah, but You should be upset about that. I mean, that's what, that's what people the, the, like the, it just doesn't, it doesn't make like one in one that, is not part of the other. So I have no understanding of why that would be. 
You know what I mean? Why? Like, what would be? Why? No, why I people don't. are carrying guns around to do it? Like I, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand it. You know. But well, because they want to show their force because they're saying that their rights are being infringed. Yeah. Sure their man. rights to not go get a nasty uh, lung disease. Well, yeah, and but now they were just all hanging out with each other. I mean, you can see it, like, in some parts, sure, are not, you know, impacted as much, but they they have the opportunity to be impacted in a negative way. And so for everybody to, you know, throw, like, what are you, what are you, what are your, what are you fighting for? Like, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't either. I, I listen, I, I understand that. You know, I think what they're trying to say, if I'm trying to look through their eyes and be like, what, what is all the hubbub, bub? I think what they're upset about is that they feel that this is going to be a rights grab. Much like we kind of, you know, after 9-11, people were really scared about terrorist attacks, so they gave up a lot of their rights. Right, We and we still have, have those rights given up. And now not only the government, but just kind of freely so we don't have to look at advertising or we can see the ads that we want. Well, what do you mean by that? I mean, those are the rights that we gave up during that period of time in regards to our national security, and we'll continue to give those up. I don't know that this is a right for People are scared economically right now. People should be scared economically. Listen, everybody understands that we got to, we have to figure out the most the, the safest way to get things rolling again but you know where you're hearing some of these people that are at these protests that are like i don't give a shit let it open up and it's going to kill the amount of people it's going to kill and those of us that survive will survive right okay but that's all fine and good until it's your mother or your daughter or your son or you and them having to deal with all that catastrophe you know, I just think it's short-sighted. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely short-sighted. Selfish. It's selfish and short-sighted. See? Words from your spiritual advisor. <laughs> <laughs> so you kept telling me you had some shit about Zig Ziglar you wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, real estate guy. Whatever. Like, yeah. That good. I watched uh, a terrible, it's a horrible documentary but really really uh really really good because like I, I never knew about that guy salesman but really just a positive character influence just cared about other people like that was really the underlying motive of that guy and that also like yeah. leads into these protests and everything else like if you don't care about anybody but yourself then you should hold up a nazi sign carry a gun and wait to shoot COVID out of the air or <laughs> If you care about others, you should use your time wisely, figure out what else you can do economically, help everybody else out that you can, and trust the fact that when everybody does that, we'll all be okay. Uh, This is just very interesting, just a very positive force. So I'm probably going to just spend a lot more time uh, reviewing what he has to offer. Because I have some clients that are like executive trainers and stuff like that. And I just like, all right, oh, that's where you're coming from. I get the basis of it now. Plus, it was very um, uh, like twelve-step oriented, or like little nuanced in regards to like really breaking stuff down um, from a value standpoint over a principle standpoint. Uh-huh. I found it quite interesting. So, as well, a spiritual us- advisor, I would say you should look into Zig Ziglar. Oh yeah, listen, I know Zig Ziglar, and 
Oh, you know him, do you? I don't know. I know who you're talking about. I know the philosophy that you're speaking of. And it was always something that I thought, right? Like the the idea of real estate, a lot of people look at it as like, oh, it's a great way to make money. And that can be true. But it's a great way, I feel, to help people. Yeah. Right? And, And I've been taken advantage of in the past by duplicitous real estate agents and so when I started my business, I was like, I'm really in this to try and keep other people from having to go through the shit that I went through. Nice. Right. That they have someone that they can be like, you know what? He actually cared about what was going on with me and wanted me to be in the right place or, you know, got me the best amount of money as quickly as he could for what I needed to do. Okay. Um, and not everybody does that, dude. That's something that we've lost. Um, I feel in this country to a great extent on all sides of people saying, Hey, you know what? Sometimes me getting a little less, but benefiting everyone is better than me having more. And you know what, you know how that's really going to serve you in the future is when not only do you have that motive, but you get out of your car and you pull a mask out of your glove compartment, not only for you, but for them. And that's really, really what the moral of this story is. Okay. Wear your masks, everybody. <laughs> Stay fucking safe. I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't know why you wouldn't either. I, I really is mind-boggling to me. But you know, I do have friends that I, I they made fun of other other people. They're like, I saw so and so coming out of the grocery store. He had gloves and a mask on, and I was like, and and he thought it was funny. He was he was like, I think that's a little over the line. Well, he was also carrying a duffel bag full of money he was well, running at the time yeah. it was it was a bag full of heads but yeah i don't know dude i'm not sure where this is going or what we're going to be doing but i'm uh, pretty sure that it ain't over yet and that's right that it's going to get worse before it gets better for 2020 from what i remember what huh what for 2020 2020 2020? 40, for 2020. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's a unique time to be alive, David. <sighs> well, I wish you and all of your family well, David. Even the cats. Walter's up in the in the window just checking out the backyard. Anything interesting going on back out there? I don't know. He, he doesn't tell me what he sees. See, my, my children's tell me when they see things. Right. But they have to like constantly say your name over, over, over again before you actually give them your attention. Why do you, why would you think that? See, the I'm fact the that you're defending that right off the bat lets I'm me know most... that in fact that's all <laughs> death, 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 death. That's what you hear. I'm one of the most attentive people you know, David. That's how I'm able to put up with you. Again, batting your Whatever. Kids. Hey, I think we're live.